Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Pac-Man Podcast. I'm Ted Flint, and we're going to get to the origins of a song that I think everybody knows. Everybody sings it every Christmas, the 12 days of Christmas, and a lot of people think it's just a Christmas carol. But actually, there is a religious significance to that song, and it was written back in the 1500s, 1558, I think, or the 16th century at some point by a Catholic priest. And I'm going to uh, get to that in a few minutes. There's a, there's a piece on the Catholic News Agency. It talks about the history of the 12 days of Christmas. We'll get to that. A couple of things. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on COVID because I think everybody's kind of COVID out. And the media, as I mentioned before, is uh, working day and night to try to scare Americans about the Omicron variant. Uh, I'm not in a rush to go out and try to contract it myself, but I think uh, the Omicron variant is maybe more contagious than previous uh, mutations, but it's less lethal, or it's proven to be thus far. Although, two people who are both double double vaccinated, probably triple, triply vaccinated, Elizabeth Warren and uh, that idiot from New Jersey, um, Cory Booker, both have COVID. Now, I don't wish that on and anybody. But Elizabeth Warren, especially, you know she's had the booster. She's boosted, probably wears her mask in her kitchen and in her Subaru. And I bet you the same for, for Cory Booker. And they both have COVID. And there was a, there was a piece on uh, one of the websites I go to every day, either Town Hall or Red State, that show that uh, people who are triply vaccinated, they've had the booster, are more likely to pass the virus than those who are doubly vaccinated, who have had the two shots. I don't have the story in front of me. It's We'll get to it. I mean, we'll, we'll cover that stuff in the days and weeks ahead. Right now, I want to focus on uh, the time of the season, and that is Christmas. I want to get to the history of the 12 days of Christmas. And it's interesting. My mother cut this out for me. She had found this somewhere, I don't know, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, when I had it in my wallet all these years. You know, at some point, it got kind of frayed and weather-worn. I, can't, I couldn't really read it. So I went online. Nowadays, we, can, we don't have to save old papers. We can just go online and check it out. And I'm on a, on a Catholic site, the Catholic News Agency, and it talks about the history of the 12 days of Christmas. It's an English Christmas carol. From 1558 till 1829, Roman Catholics in England were not allowed to practice their faith, openly practice. They had to do it in secret. Somebody in that era, according to this site, I've read other things that say a Catholic priest, wrote the carol as a catechism song for young Catholics. It has two levels of meaning, the surface meaning plus a hidden meaning known only to members of the church. Each element in the carol has a code word for a religious reality, which the children could remember. It helped them to remember the, uh, the religious significance. So anyway, the, the true love that you hear in the song is not a smitten boy or girl, but rather Jesus Christ, because truly love was born on Christmas Day. The partridge in the pear tree, that also represents Jesus, because that bird is willing to sacrifice its life, if necessary, to protect its young by feigning injury to draw away predators. And we know that we should all know that Jesus gave his life for us so that we may have eternal life. According to Anne Ball in her book, Handbook of Catholic Sacramentals, the two turtle doves that you hear in the song were the Old and New Testaments. Three French hens stood for, or I should say stand, keep it in the present tense, for faith, hope, and love. The four calling birds were the four gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
Five golden rings, they represent the first five books of the Old Testament, which describe man's fall from grace, his fall into sin, and the great love of God in sending a Savior. The six geese of Lang, I, I want to break out in song here, but the six geese of Lang stand for the six days of creation. Seven swans of swimming represent the sevenfold gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, contribution, leadership, and mercy. The eight maids of milking, the eight beatitudes, which are in uh, Matthew 5. Nine ladies dancing, the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, charity, joy, peace, something I, I need more of, patience, forbearance, goodness or kindness, mildness, fidelity, modesty, and chastity. The ten lords of leaping represent the ten commandments. The eleven pipers piping stand for the eleven faithful apostles. We all know that one apostle was unfaithful. The twelve drummers drumming symbolize the twelve points of belief in the Apostles' Creed. So that's if, if you're, I was raised Catholic, and uh, so that song has religious significance. And there are twelve days of Christmas. A lot of Bible Christians say that's, there are, that's not true. There's one day we celebrate on the 25th of December, and that's it. This old guy, I remember the church we used to attend years ago, Christmas Day, uh, and it was actually it was the day after Christmas. It was on a Sunday, and we're in church, and uh, we wished him Merry Christmas. And he said, Christmas is over. But Christmas is not over after the first day. I believe it's 12 days. All right, that's uh, in the source. The original source is Father Calvin Goodwin of Nebraska. All right, we uh, the kids are getting excited. They're anticipating Santa's arrival, and uh, there's a lot of noise here in the Flint household. I'm sure it's the same way in your household if you have young children, as I do. I have a seven-year-old, and he's just, yeah, like, think back to when you were seven. I can remember vividly my uh, my early days in, uh, in North Albany, and some of the uh, Christmases in North Albany, especially, I think it was around 1967, 68, I was about seven or eight years old, and I, I'll always remember that Christmas. Some of the, the toys, the gifts I received on that Christmas, I, I, I just, I can't, I still remember them fondly. Uh, there was a, 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 a major Matt Mason. He was a, a, he didn't do anything like nowadays. These toys do crazy things. He didn't, he was like a little doll. And you could bend him, and he used to ride a spaceship. He had a, he had a jetpack on, and uh, Major Matt Mason, I think by Mattel. It was like a space crawler. You know, it had two big tires, and it used to, you know, you used to make believe that you were walking on the moon's surface or the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the moon machine was crawling over the moon's surface, and Major Matt Mason was on board. And I remember that toy, and I also remember, the, and it was this, uh, this, this race car set. I got a motorific race car set, you know, the battery-operated cars, these two. And they were good-sized uh, race cars. And the track was long, and they had a loop-de-loo, and it went over and under, and had a bridge. And, and I played for that with that track for hours on end on Christmas Day. And for weeks, days and weeks, I was just, I loved it. That race car set, I had an Aurora race car set. It was a figure eight that was a little simpler. And that's, that like introduced me to the whole race car thing when I was a little younger, five or six. But when I was about eight or nine, I got this motorific race car set and I was hooked. And we had train sets, of course, and, uh, and a huge red fire engine used to shoot Real water had this ladder. Had the ladder had to be three, four feet. It seemed three feet long because I was only maybe three feet high. It was huge, but Santa Claus was great to us in those days in North Albany. And Mom and Dad they uh, they went all out, and we try to go all out for our kids too. 
you know, they, we want it memorable for them as it, as it is for us. I may look back fondly on those years. And I know my kids will do the same when they have their own kids. And that's really what it's about. It's Christmas is, we know it, why we celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Savior. And I think so many people in the world don't know. They think it's about going out to Target and Walmart and, you know, maxing out their credit card. It's, it's not about that. I mean, it's, that's fun. It's fun to give, give gifts to people. It's, it's fun to get their reactions. And, you know, it's, that's what God wants of us. He wants us to be giving. But we need to really focus on what the holiday's about. When somebody says to me, happy holidays, I say, well, happy holy days to you too. And they don't know what to say. They don't want to say Christmas. They think it's going to offend someone. Well, obviously, it's not going to offend me. And I say Merry Christmas to people. And uh, you should too. You know, Donald Trump, God bless him, he brought back Merry Christmas. For eight years under Obama, it was happy, happy holidays. I, I, I didn't mean to get political here. But I mean, it's I, I can't help it. We'll get that and we'll get to that in, in future shows, the whole politics and COVID and, and all the other stuff. There's so much to talk about. Critical race theory. It can wait for another time, another day. Thank you very much for tuning us in. And by the way, my daughter, Madeline, her first podcast, her maiden voyage uh, is now up on the BMG network and you can listen to it. It's called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. Professionally done. She has an excellent voice, as her mother does. Very, uh, very calming, soothing voice. She's excellent, and she's new at it. I think she's got a she's got a future. She's taking pre med, and she's. Uh, I told her, honey, get get your medical license, and maybe you could do a radio show uh, on medical issues, like a guy back in the eighties and nineties, uh, Doctor Dina Dell, had a, a coast to coast, you know, a national show, and I think she'd be great at it. Anyway, the essentials with Maddie Flint. That's on the BMG Network. The Ken Burns Show. We have the Adrian Ross Show. We have this program, Pac-Man, with me, Ted Flint. And we also have uh, columns up there for you to, to read, the Pack Perspective. A lot going on. The BMGnetwork.com. And if you want to contact me directly, you can uh, email me at Pac-Man, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMGnetwork.com, all lowercase. Don't forget, hit like, hit subscribe, and uh, do the same to all of our shows. Hit that like button. And when you get the show in your, uh, on Facebook, please share it with your friends and uh, pass it along. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. Close your eyes. Listen to the skies. All is calm. All is well. Soon you'll hear Chris Kringle and the jingle bells Bringing little toy trains and little toy tracks Little toy drums coming from a sack Carried by a man dressed in white and red Little boy, don't you think it's time you were in bed? The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.